New Hope Outreach Ministries, making a difference by taking the gospel from word to action. And now, today's message. important thing is, if you want to hear from God, and to continue to hear from God, you always want to get in a position so you can hear and get you a piece of paper, a notebook, amen, um, so you can write notes down and write a scripture down or whatever. If it's no more than just one scripture, that one scripture can really mean a lot to you by the grace of God. Um, a lot of time when you go to a, a meeting, a business meeting or whatever, it's most likely when we go into those meetings, we don't just walk up in there empty-handed, do we? Most of the time we walk up in there with a notebook or something in our hand so we can take some notes. Even if we're not interested, <laughs> we pretend like we're interested in a way, but by the grace of God. So but we pray that by the grace of God that nothing is said and that will cause it to be uninterested when it comes to God. Everything God says. It's, um, it's interesting. Before we get started, let us pray. We're going to be coming from the book of um, 1 Corinthians again today. been talking about love, and I think it's one area that um, we need to really hone in on and really get solidified in our heart is God's love, really, because of, um, um, that's why it's so important that, that things will go well. We're good. We're good. So, but in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 8, it said, Charity never fails, faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. But love never fails. And that is something you want to really get a chance to just to meditate on God's love. We're going to share a few things with you this morning. It's going to hope and be a, be a blessing to you about God's love. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your word this morning. And thank you for the things you share with me now as we prepared to share it with our brothers and sisters. We pray, like you said in your word in Isaiah, your word will not return to your board, but will accomplish and prosper in the place and where to you send it. And we thank you for what you're doing and what you're going to do this day. For our hearts are open. We are alert, and, and, and we are waiting and wanting to hear from you today. So speak to our hearts today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Um, today we want to share with you about the power um, of God's love, which is so important in God's um, power of God's love. When you look in 1 Corinthians, when you look in the, in the first chapter, in the book of Corinthians, first chapter, in chapter of 1 Corinthians 13, this is basically a mirror, a mirror of yourself, really. Um, you can see what type of love, what type of person, what type of really, 
what type of attributes that you're allowed to release from your life. Because sometimes, I don't know about you, but we all like to be on a scale where we're doing well. Amen? And we all, we all like to be able to see ourselves doing well. But in order to many times to do that, but this must be a way that we can evaluate how we're doing and what we're doing. And one of the greatest ways to evaluate yourself to see what you're doing and how you're doing is by God's love. And 1 Corinthians 13 chapter is one of the greatest chapters, uh, I think, in the Bible when it comes to love. Because, you know, like I said last Sunday, what the world needs now is love. We don't need this Eros type love. We don't need this Philemo type love. But we need the unconditional agape type love that God displays, um, displays to us. And I'm pretty sure that you or many of you have had friends and had um, family members, even other people who said that they love you and how much they appreciate you and they've given you some wonderful gifts and, and all those wonderful things of that nature. But, um, but in order to be able to, and, it, and even many times we assume, we assume that they love us. But many times after altercation, after something comes up that we disagree with, most of the time we will get upset with each other and walk away from each other. But that's not real love. The gifts and all those wonderful things, that's not real love. But when it comes to real, genuine, gape love, it's found in, in chapter 13 here in 1 Corinthians. And when you look at this, and can sort of compare yourself where you are and, and about God's love. It makes you think. It makes you want to evaluate yourself. And not only that, but also this is an opportunity for us to evaluate ourselves. Do I really have this type of love operating in my life? Do I really exhibit this type of love when it comes to people? Now, you will find out there'll be less violence. There'll be less unhappiness. And to be less stressed if people would practice the love of God here. And, and how you get this love? How you get this love? And I shared with you last Sunday in the book of Romans, Romans chapter 5 and verse 5. God has given you everything you need as a believer that pertains to life and godliness. That's not the scripture, but I just want to make that point. But the scripture that God has given us in the book of Romans, he said God has placed in us, has given in us, put within us, his love. And even though you don't, you don't exemplify it, even though you don't express it, you have the ability to love just like God do. Because after all, we was created in his image. And by creating being created in his image, we have the same opportunity to act and to live just like God lived. People say, well, you know, that, that's, that's not necessarily true. Well, you got to take the love of God because that's where God created you. You can forgive, you can forget. People say, well, I forgive, but I'll never forget. That's not love. Just like you gotta have the power to, to receive and to give, you also have the same power to forget by the grace of God. The only thing you have to do is just open your heart up and allow yourself and yield to God so you can forgive if you want to forgive by the grace of God. I don't know about you, but I want to be able to uh, forgive others, amen? There's a, there's a lot of unlovable peoples in this world. It's amazing to me how many peoples in the world, they're running their life, they're doing everything they want to do, they're big enough to do, grown enough to do, 
but yet and still they're so unhappy with their life. And that's because many of them have never experienced the love of God. And once you experience the love of God, it's going to make a difference in your life. Now, the word love, love is an action word. That's not a word that just lays dormant. That's an action word. If you love someone, you can't hold, you can't hold yourself back from expressing it. But same and likewise, if you don't lo- love them, you cannot prevent yourself from expressing that either. But when you express yourself, you always want to do it in such a way it's going to express love by the grace of God. Love not only is an action word, but love is a transforming word. It transforms you. Because just think about many of you, uh, all of us that are in here this morning, how we were before we got saved. We were not, we were loved, but we were not lovable. We expressed our feeling, but it was not always the right type of feeling we expressed. We said things. But it was always it was not always in the best interest of other people. And we did that, that's because of the way we felt, and because of the way we acted and etc. But God wants you to express his love today. You don't have to try to yield, try try to work, um, try try to work with God to, to make things happen for you. Only thing you have to do is just yield. Look at your neighbor and say, yield. And if you yield to God. I'm telling you, things will happen for you by the grace of God. It will happen. In other words, when he gives you um, love, love has the ability not only to express action, but also have the ability to transform you, to change you. This is one of the greatest things that um, I look back in my own personal life um, that I've noticed over the years that worked for me is to be able to, to love people. And by the grace of God, um, my name is John, and John means the gracious, the gracious of God and, and love of God. And when you look in the Bible, John was one of the love disciples or whatever. It's not because John just was picked out to do that, but John made a decision in his heart to be lovable. You know, some people, you know, we can, we can decide how we want to live our life. We can live our life with being a jerk, or we can live our life with being loved. And when, and when you find out, when you walk in love, the agape love of God, people are going to be drawn to you. And, and don't, don't, get, don't get offended, don't get afraid when people start coming to you and you don't even know them. They're going to want to talk to you. They're going to want to befriend you or whatever because there's something about God's love that draws people to you by the grace of God. Um, and when you begin to do that, people are going to just tell you stuff. You know, I had... Um, have people over the years, the volunteers just say things to me or whatever, and I'm thinking to myself, I said, why are you telling me this? It's not me that they're being drawn to. It's not, it's not me personally, but it's the love of God in me that draws people to you. And when they draw people to you like that, whatever, that's your opportunity to share what? The love of God with them because of what you see, what you receive by the grace of God. Real love, real love expects the best for people. Real love. Real love don't walk around hoping people for to fall, for hoping people to make mistakes, hoping people, you know, if they have a problem, if you got a problem, you hope they have a problem too. That's not real love. Real love always expects the best for people. 
And if you don't love that person, you can't expect the best from them, then you need to do what? You need to pray. You need to pray and ask God that to give you the type of love that's going to be able to be a blessing to them by the grace of God. And, and not only that, but real love performs, never, never performed below expectancy. It's always high. Love's always high. You've seen some people today, man, you said they always uh, start flying off the, the ceiling or whatever. They're always high. They're always smiling. It's because of the love of God that's in their life. And the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine or whatever. People don't want to be around people that's not lovable. And God, and God placed his love in you. He did that for a reason so he can be a blessing to you and you can be a blessing to others because he's not, God is a spirit. And therefore, he's not going to come down here and, and, and do what he's already done himself, but he's going to work through you to express himself to other people. People say, well, I don't know God. I've I never seen God or whatever. And when, when they say that, what they're saying is this. I don't know God because people are not expressing God to me. You are the one that, that he expressed God, that he uses it to express God through. And when he expects to express God through you, I'm telling you, God can use you today because there's a lot of people out there in this world today needs needs love. And then the book of Romans, it said, what type of love should I have? Romans 12, 9. Don't just be, your love should be sincere. Don't let it be artificial love. It's based upon things. Based upon condition. God's love is not based upon condition. If you give me a Christmas gift, fine. If I don't give you one back, you shouldn't get upset about it. That's real love. If I give you one cost $20, and you give me one cost $2, don't get upset about it. Real love said what? Be thankful. To be appreciative by the grace of God. Then that's real love. And be thankful that they thought of you to give you a gift by the grace of God. And people have a tendency to try to outdo each other. If they, if they give me a gift for $20, well, I at least I got to give them something that costs 25 No, that's not love. You give from your heart, not from your head trying to outdo them or whatever. You know, they may have more resources than you have. Your, your resources could be limited. But you're like the widow in, in, in the temple. She gave um, just one mite. That's all she had. But Jesus pointed out to the disciples, she gave more than the rest of them. Because why? She gave it from the heart. And that's what it's all about. Living from your heart and not from your head. That's why it's important to make a difference that you can make a difference when you live from your heart. The greatest thing you can do right now, as far as a believer, is to walk in love, in the love of God. And, and God's love has power to change people. Um, if you was in a workplace, and the people may or may not like you for whatever reason, don't take, don't get, don't take out a vendetta against them or hate them, whatever. You just continue to walk in love. Because the Bible said, love what? It never fails. And over a period of time, they're going to change. They're going to change for you. Because the Bible said, love never fails. 
long as what you're doing toward them is going to be from, from your heart and do it and do it in love, from the love of God, they can't help them changing by the grace of God. Because the Bible says love never fails. And that's why it's important about having real love. Now, you know, we are goal, America are goal-oriented people. Amen? We like to set goals, and we like to reach goals by the grace of God. And even when it comes to our walk with Christ, many of us have set spiritual goals for ourselves or whatever. You know, how uh, we want to read more. We want to be able to quote more scripture. We want to learn more and all those wonderful gifts or whatever. But what does the Bible say that the Christian highest goals should be? What does he say it should be? Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1. First Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 1. And that's why it is important that love, what should be your highest goal? Love. So the area that we should be working on is working on our heart to establish the love of God in our heart. To get more, to be more, we are loved and we're great people. And, but we can be more lovable if we allow ourselves to be. But that's going to take a desire upon your part. God's not going to make you lovable if you don't want to be lovable. He's not going to make you kind if you don't want to be kind. That is a choice that you have to make. But the goal is, it's love, for you to love other people. Now, Corinthians was a great church. They had a lot of great things going for them. But love was not one, was one of the areas they were weak in. And they was doing great things for, for all types of show. And it looked good to the public. There's a lot of things that people do now that looks good to the public. But really, when it be examined by love, it is not real love. People can say good things, nice things to you. They can tickle your ear, make you feel good, and all that good stuff. But when it boils down to it, that's not real love. That's not real love. And when we want to look at real love by the grace of God, we want the love of God to really to, to work in our hearts in such a way so it can change things. When you get into a situation and really under a lot of stress, under a lot of pressure, one of the things going to bring you out of that is remembering and reminding yourself of how much God loves you. If you remind yourself of how much God loves you, you'll be less judgmental when it comes to dealing with other people. You'll be, more, be much more aptable, be much more kind, kinder to them, kind to them than you do other people. But if you're not walking in love, guess what? It, it's, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Love is the, is the glue that holds everything together when it comes to God. If, if you don't know how to read scripture, if you don't know how to be to preach to others and all that good stuff, the greatest thing you can do is walk in love. You can minister to people by the way you live and the things you do toward them and the way you act toward them by the grace of God. Because people are going to see it. They're going to recognize it. And that's why it's important that love is so important to you. Why love is so important? I'm going to share um, about three things with you this morning. Why love is so important. 
Love is important because it empowers you. Go to the book of Romans, Romans chapter 8 and verse 37. Romans 8, 37. And love should be our highest goal. Not to use it to manipulate um, other people, but love should be one thing that oozes and, and um, oozes out of your life when it comes to dealing with other people, when it comes to dealing with your neighbors, even when it comes to dealing with your enemies or whatever. Now, Romans 8.37 said this. Said loves empowers to live a victorious life. It empowers you to live a victorious life. Because you can't hurt a person when they walk in love. Even though they are mean, disrespectful, and hateful, and show you no, no regard or whatsoever, and every chance they get, they cut you down or whatever. But you can't hurt a person like that when they walk in love. It empowers you. It gives you power to be able to, to feel the calling and the, the things that God has called you to do. So really when it comes to love, love is just a powerful force. And when people use it sometimes, they use it as a, as a crutch. Well, you know, I love you and I love you this and I love you that. But really in the meantime, they really don't. If you have the love of God in your working and in your life, you should be able to be empowered to live a victorious life by the grace of God. Because by, by no means, nothing should defeat you. You are an overcomer. You can overcome anything by the grace of God. Nothing shouldn't stop you. You are forced to be reckoned with, really, when it comes to love. But while you get that love, again, is yielding your heart to Christ. When you yield your heart to Christ and allow the Holy Spirit to come in, the love of God comes in with that, with you giving your life to him. And then from there, then your love begin to grow. And you allow it to grow. And how you allow it to grow? You allow your love to grow by exercising it. When people get upset with you, you don't have to have the last word in the conversation. You don't have to get mad with them because they get angry with you. You don't have to justify to them what you did or didn't do if you know you're right. And this sometimes gets people in trouble. They try to justify why they're right. If you're right, you're right. If you're wrong, you're wrong. If you're wrong, guess what? Keep your mouth shut and move on and say, God, forgive me and help me not to do this again. But don't sit up and try to make wrong right and right wrong. No, you're empowered. You got the strength to be able to be the type of person you need to be. Um, point number two, love, help, love helps you to love others. Not only helps you to love others, but also it helps you to love yourself. There's a lot of people don't love themselves. Now, why would you say that, Pastor? Look the way they treat themselves. If you really love yourself, you'll treat yourself better. And one of the things you do if you really love yourself, one of the things you want to do is give your life to Jesus. That's the greatest thing you can do. That's one of the ways of getting out of the dirt and moving up to another level is by giving your life to Christ. And love can help you change yourself. You can't help the fact the way 
uh, who's your mom or who's your dad. I mean, you had nothing to do with that. But now that you're here, look at your neighbors and now that you're here, you can change some things by the grace of God. You can change the way you are. You can change the way you change your appearance or whatever. You can change the way you talk to people. You can change the way you act. You can change the way your work ethics and all those good things. You can change a lot of things in your life by the grace of God, by, by through love. And you don't do it just because other people are watching you. You do what you do because God loves you. Like I tell people all the time, people say, well, Pastor John, won't you make people do this and make people do that? I said, well, listen to me. The reason I don't do it because God don't make me do it. God don't make me do anything, so why should I make you do it? Whatever you do, even if you're giving a person a cold bottle of water, you should always do it in the love of God. Always do it in mind thinking that God, this is what you would do. You don't do it thinking that you're going to get something back, even though many times you may get something back, but that's not your real motive. You, you treat other people the way God treats you. When, when, when you do things that's, that's bad, that you think that shouldn't be unforgivable, but guess what? God forgives you, so when other people do things that you think that should be unforgivable, you should do what? You should forgive them. So it's all about your love of God. When God works in your heart, you learn how to be able to treat mankind. It's just like I said last Sunday about Cain and Abel. Well, Cain didn't have to kill Abel. He did that because of his own stuff that was going on in his own life. He did it because his own hatred. Because he did, Cain did something, Abel did something that he didn't want to do. If people are doing things that you should be doing, would like to do, don't get upset with them. Pray for them and ask God. Say, God, give me that desire to help me do those things as well. The same God that works through them is the same God that can work you through and work through you if you allow him to do so. But you got to allow, open your heart up so God can do it. And if you do that, I'm telling you, things will change. Things will change in your life by the grace of God. So that's why it's so important is to allow God to say, you know what? God... If God can use her, surely he can use me. And same thing with any, any calling in your life or whatever. Don't try to do what other people do. You do what God called you to do. Because the same God that loves them, the same God that loves you. And if you do that, it can be a tremendous blessing to you. First Corinthians, I mean, First John chapter 4 and verse 19. He said, we love each other because what? He loved us first. Now, we say he loved us first. This was not that friendship type of love. This was that agape type of love that God was talking about here. Unconditional type of love. Even though you don't care anything about me, even though you don't have any respect for me, I'm still going to treat you with love. And it takes a lot of doing, doing to do that. 
That's not easy to do in the natural. And you cannot do it in your own strength. It takes God's love working in you to be able to, to express that type of love to other people. Because I'm telling you, people will do things to rub you the wrong way. People will say things they know for a fact that's off color, that's going to get you off track. But they do it anyway. And you have to remember, many times, it's the enemy that's working behind that person that's doing that. Because you can be just having a beautiful day. <laughs> a beautiful day. And all of a sudden, you go home, and whatever, be at home, your child, your husband, or wife may say something that can be off track. And that gets you off track. By the grace of God. But at the same time, if you walk in love, you'll overcome evil. The book of Romans said, and I believe in 13th chapter, either 12th or 13th chapter, said you overcome evil with good. That's how you do that. And that's how you defeat the enemy, to overcome good. Because, see, we live in a society that say, hey, eye for an eye, two for two. And it's not about this stuff, about all this love stuff. Remember that one... Um, Artists singing songs, what love got to do with it? Love has everything to do with it. But people uh, have, uh, have taken that song and really begin to apply it in the wrong way. Well, you know, if, hey, if, we, if I want to do something, love ain't got nothing to do with it. I just want to do it. But what if that situation is taking advantage of the other person? Should you do it? No, you shouldn't do it. But you've already locked in your mind, love ain't got nothing to do with what I'm about to do. And that can be devastating. Well, they gave me $50 and, and told me to get such and such, and I end up with $25 um, cash back. So I go and take the other $25 and spend it and do what I want to do. You haven't asked them about that $25. At the same time, they're hoping they get that $25 back because they're depending upon that $25. But since I don't love them, guess what? Love ain't got nothing to do with it. I just do what I want to do. And that's something, that's a, a way of life you don't want to live, whatever. People say, I love God. But how can you love God whom you has not seen and hate your brother whom you has seen? And people say, well, and, and you can always amaze me again. If we can't live together here, how we expect to live together there? There ain't going to be no white hotels, no black motels, and hotels, no Puerto Rican hotels, and Korean hotels, and German hotels. There ain't going to be none of those. It's going to be one heaven, just like it's one earth. And so these are the things that people have gotten misconstrued and now the devil has played, has begun to play this stuff up. And people think and say, well, hey, well, I don't have to like you. No, you don't have to like me. But the Bible says you need to love me. <laughs> he didn't say anything about liking me, but love me by the grace of God. And we can do that. Guess what? Things can change for us in many, in many ways. Look in the book of John, 1 John chapter. So point number two was, Love can help us to love others and ourselves. Point number three, and this is a very good one here. Love delivers us 
from fear. If you love God, you have to at some point learn how to trust God. Go to the book of John, 1 John chapter 4 and verse, verse 18. I can't really trust you if I don't love you. Real love is no fear. So when God tells us in the book of Psalms, Psalms 91, that he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide on the shadow of the Almighty, God is telling you to trust him. Now I'm not beating you up. Now all the pandemic is pretty much over. Whatever you do, that's between you and God. But even with the mass situation, if you trust God, you don't have to worry about fear, catching germs and colds and whatever. You don't have to do that. And most of the time, when we catch colds and germs and, 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 and bacteria and, and stuff like that, most of the time, it's a lack of sleep and rest. We're not getting enough rest and we don't drink enough fluids or whatever. And when you go to the doctor, he may give you a cold pack, and the next thing he'll probably do is tell you home to go home and get some rest. Get some rest. So a lot of stuff that's being told to us about trying to cause fear, if we love God, we don't have to walk in fear. You don't have to walk in fear. And this is something that people are slowly beginning to learn that you don't want to be, you, you don't want to walk in fear. Because love, because God did not give us the spirit of fear, but but love and a power and a sound mind. And right now, when you look at look at the media, it talks a lot about things that can cause fear. Because a few months ago, we talked about the monkeypox. Well, the monkeypox didn't cause enough fear, so now they're talking about other stuff trying to create fear and trying to create this on one um, RS, um, RVS, something when it comes to, yes, respiratory um, disease when it comes to kids or whatever. Um, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that that don't exist. But what I'm saying is don't get in fear. Don't allow fear to control you. Your mom and your dad, years ago, didn't know about all this stuff that we have now. They didn't provide all this stuff that we have now. They didn't give you all this stuff that they give you now. When they gave you medicine or whatever, they made sure that was the real deal. Things were pretty, was pretty, were pretty urgent. Now, I don't know what you guys remember. Like I say, um, I came up in a group in the country. I remember when kids used to get real sick and got a bad cold. You know the remedy for, for the bad cold? Castrol and corn liquor. And corn liquor. That corn liquor will burn it out of you. I'm telling you. That's the type of stuff you pour on a table. You throw a match on it. It's a woof. If you think I'm lying... Go get, you, 
go somewhere and go find somebody that had some um, that had some um, corn liquor, and you throw that stuff on them, put it, pour it out on the table, or something that won't burn or whatever, and throw a match in it. You sit there, woo. And that's what they gave you: um, corn liquor and uh, and peppermint. Now they didn't give you a whole lot of it. They didn't give you enough to get you drunk now. Because they won't give you all the liquor to get in. So, because you got to remember, you're taking from them now. They're sharing, they're sharing some of the inventory with you. They don't want you to be drinking that liquor. So now, you both be up in the house drunk. So, but they, they only give you just a, a little shot. A little shot of it, whatever. And, and this is no joke. I remember when I had pneumonia and, um, Mom and them had given me some, but I drank about a pretty cold, about a good, good half a cup full of that stuff, and that stuff burned like fire all down my, through my chest. I don't know where it helped or uh, hurt. I don't know, but I knew it was hurting me when I was drinking it. But that was what they knew. My point is this: if they did not get in fear, and if, as long as we don't get in fear about what you hear and what's going on out there, remember. You have a pure love and sincere love in God. That's why that scripture over there in the book of Romans where it talks about 12 and 9. Let our love be sincere. Just not artificial. You want to be able to experience real, pure love from God. And when you, when you begin to realize that and that begin to permeate your life, begin to resonate with you, People are not going to cause you to fear. And that was one of the things that caused this um, pandemic to run um, rampaging people was fear. People was afraid of it. They started looking at it. They started talking about it. They started believing it. And they started accepting it by the grace of unfortunate. And that's what they did. And when they did that, they didn't realize what they were doing. And still in them stopping the, the pandemic or cutting it off, they will open the door for it to come in, really. Because the more you talk about something, the more you elevate it, you magnify it. And that's why certain things be talked about because it want to be elevated. Because you think about the medicine that, that are being advertised on TVs now. If you ever sit there and watch TV for, for a short while, watching a program, whatever, you can imagine all the programs that comes on to advertise different types of medication or whatever. Then they say what it would do and how it would take care of your problem. But then they also said real fast, all the side effects. When you look at the side effects, based upon what, how it will help you, you have to ask yourself, do I really want to take this or not? Do I really need this? But if you get in fear, we have a tendency to not. And the reason why people get in fear because they don't think, they don't act, in, they they're acting and reacting. But when you got God's love working in your heart, that's why the scriptures tell us be slow to be quick to listen and slow to speak. That's why we have to be patient. Slow down, think about it. And all of a sudden, when stuff starts happening, the first thing the devil tell you when you, when a problem or pain come up. Especially in your chest, it's a heart attack. 
as you're getting ready to have a heart attack. You know it runs in your family. You're getting on a, you just ate all that chicken last night. All that, all them barbecue ribs and all, all that stuff. You're getting ready to have a heart attack. Now you're sitting there sweating, thinking about should you or should you not go to emergency. I'm not telling you what, what to do and what not to do. You do what your body tells you to do. But I'm telling you, he will get into your, get into your ear and start telling you and telling you things that's not true. If you get in fear, most likely you'll yield to that. And that's why he said, such love has no fear. Because fear, because perfect love expels all fear. All fear. So when you hear something, if it's not in line with God's word, you don't have to worry about it. And then if you love God, God is not going to hurt you. Remember John 10.10. 10. Daphne, uh, if you will, um, place it on overhead, if you will. John 10.10, 10, the King James Version. Brothers and sisters, let me tell you how much God loves you, really. If we realize how much God loves us, we will not walk around another day in fear about nothing. Because guess what? He's going to take care of us. The thief cometh not, but for to kill, steal, and to destroy. If you're working in a situation, if a situation you're being confronted with, if that situation is trying to steal, is trying to kill, and trying to destroy, then who is that? It's the enemy. That's not God. And then Jesus comes right along and tells you why he comes. He said, I am come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. That makes a lot of sense. But you can't, and that's why the Bible said, let every man, in the book of Romans, let every man or woman be persuaded in their own mind. But God loves protects you. God love will never put the disease upon you, will never cause you to get sick, it will never cause a virus to run rampage and take a loved one from it. That's not God. So when you hear all this crazy stuff that's going on, that's fear. Fear trying to grab a hold of you. And once you open that door, you could be opening the door to the wrong thing. You don't want that. So that's why it's important, really, is to let the love of God work in your heart. Let it take control of your heart. Walk in love. Speak in love. Talk to others in love by the grace of God. Don't, and, and take opportunities to be lovable versus being unlovable. Take time to be kind. If people say something polite to you, they may or may not be trying to get over on you. They're just trying to be polite to you. But you have the Spirit of God in you that lets you know what they're trying to do. The Bible says, try the spirits, and you know well not they of God or not. But love is so important when it comes to God. And, and when you think about love, love is an action. Love is transforming. It changes people. It changes situations. If you want to change, walk in love. 
If you don't want it to change, keep walking and doing what you're doing. And it won't. It's something about love that makes people change. It's just like, um, just like the sun. The sun can shine on ice. It can melt it. The same sun can shine, can shine on clay. It can harden it. Depends on, depends on your heart. And once we get God's love in our heart, everything you do is from the heart. You're doing it because of the love of God. And if people in church today will stop doing things in their own strength and start doing things based upon the love of God, many of them will not get as angry as they are about certain things in church, things they don't agree with it by the grace of God. That's why it's so important is to allow yourself to yield and walk in God's love. God is a good God, and he's merciful. He wants you, he loves you first before you even thought about loving him. And because he loves you now, you got an opportunity now to share that love with other people by the grace of God. If a head bowed and every eye closed, Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for what you're doing. And we thank you, Lord, for real love this morning. We thank you, Lord, for love because we know for a fact that love of God has power to change us and to change others, other people and to change our situation in Jesus' name. And we thank you for that right now. And we just praise you and give you all the glory and all the honor, Father. And thank you for this great day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.